Welcome to the Vagina Rehab Doctor podcast. This is for all women, vagina CEOs, even men, and all people everywhere who want to better understand vaginal health. Y'all, I'm preaching the vagina gospel and sharing the truth worldwide. Hallelujah! I'm Dr. Janelle Howell, a pelvic floor physical therapist, and your go-to resource for all things vaginal health, pelvic floor fitness, and sexual wellness. I'm teaching you everything your mama didn't about your vagina. Welcome back, y'all, to another episode of the Vagina Rehab Doctor Podcast. I am so happy because we have been growing a bit. We have some new listeners and we have some new reviews. We have some new subscribers. So before we get into the very important and juicy topic for today, I want to invite you to support this podcast. If you are learning, if you are gaining insight, if you're feeling encouraged or inspired in any way, I'm asking for your support. You can do this by leaving me a five-star raving review. What have you enjoyed so far? What do you like about this podcast? And what do you want to see more on this podcast? So go ahead and leave me a five-star raving review with that information and subscribe. When you subscribe to this podcast, you will not miss an episode. You will be notified. So every Monday when a new episode drops, you'll get a notification with the title of that podcast episode so that you can tap in and listen if you so choose. Okay, so we're going to get into the topic today. We're going to get into getting to know your sexual and pelvic anatomy. This is so important because so many people struggle with not being able to find the clitoris, not being able to orgasm not knowing where the vaginal opening is, not knowing if they're trying to put in a tampon correctly, just not even knowing what they're looking at when they do look down at the vulva. So I encourage you to get a handheld mirror if you don't have one and use it and be your own inspector gadget. So you're going to want to inspect your vulva. The reason why this is important is because as women and as people who have the portal of humanity, we have the vagina you may not be seeing your intimate and pelvic and sexual genitalia on a daily basis because you don't need to see it to pee. You don't need to see it to have sex. You don't need to see it to put in a tampon or put in a pessary. You just need to touch it. Men and all my penis owners out there, on the other hand, they actually have to look at their penis to pee every day, right? So they are constantly in contact with their penis they're touching themselves on a daily basis. And that's not even a sexual thing. That's just natural because they have to touch it in order to eliminate. So it is more important for us to take the time to be intentional about seeing ourselves, looking at ourselves, looking at our sexual parts and our pelvic anatomy. What would you think if I told you that I had a partner but he didn't like looking at me. He was okay with talking to me on the phone, right? He's okay with texting me, but he doesn't like FaceTiming and he doesn't like seeing me in person because he just feels uncomfortable looking at me. What would you think? It's a form of rejection. You are practicing self-rejection, self-repression. If you are not open, at least open to seeing yourself, seeing all the parts of yourselves. So let me encourage you to get a handheld mirror. Look down there, right? Relax, lay on your back, open your legs, 
Bend your knees, let your legs flop out to the side so you're not holding your legs up. Just let them flop out to the side like butterfly and look down there, okay? This is what you're gonna see. Everything that you see on the outside, the hair, the outer lips, right? Which is called the labia majora, the big, more prominent lips on the outside, labia majora. All of that that you're seeing, the clitoris, the vaginal opening, opening, the inner labia, right? So the inner lips that surround the vaginal opening, all of that is your vulva. Every single thing that you see. Nothing that you are looking at when you get a mirror and look down there is the vagina. The vagina is the internal tube. It is the place where babies exit from. It is the place where our gynecologists do that pelvic exam. It is the place where we experience penetration with sex, whether that be with a finger, with a toy, with a penis. So the vagina is the false term if you are talking about the parts that you see, right? So everything is the vulva. Now, if you open the outer lips, you're going to see lips that are more in contact with the openings. So surrounding the vaginal opening, which is above the anus, above the anus, you'll see the vaginal opening. And sometimes you might have to spread the lips more to actually visualize the vaginal opening. Above that vaginal opening is a smaller opening, a smaller hole called your urethra. This is where you pee from. So you don't actually pee from the same hole as your vagina. You pee from your urethra, which is right above the vaginal opening. And right above the urethra, you're going to find a little, a little knob. If you are not aroused, it may be maybe half the size of a pea, a green pea, maybe half the size of that if you're not aroused. Everyone differs. So you may find that your clitoris is smaller, but when you're aroused and turned on, it engorges and it gets bigger. That's normal, right? So that's to be expected. The hood that covers the, the clitoris, that should be able to be retracted back. You should be able to move that hood. And this is why, it is important to actually touch your clitoris because it has a hood on top of it. And so if it's not getting cleaned, if it's not getting moved, if it's not getting mobilization, then there could be a buildup of fluid, a fluid-like substance, kind of sticky, almost waxy, that begins to adhere the hood to the clitoris. And so this is why I do not promote shame when people discuss touching themselves because it's actually a necessity to help prevent poor mobility of the clitoral structures. So that's the clitoral hood and that's the clitoris. All of that down there though, the clitoris, the inner labia, so the, the lips that surround the vaginal opening, and then the outer lips, all of that is erectile. So even if you feel that your vulva looks strange or your inner lips protrude more than your outer lips or one side of your inner lips are longer, right? Labia minora, then it's okay. I want you to appreciate the fact that these body parts, the, the genitals, the labia, the outer labia, the clitoris, they are there to help you receive more blood and receive more pleasure, they are erectile, meaning they fill with blood when we get aroused and even sometimes when we sleep. We've heard of morning wood. This is when a penis gets erect in the morning. The same thing happens to us as well. 
the clitoris becomes erect in the morning. Now, it may be more difficult to see it, to notice it, to feel it. We have not been trained to be, even be aware of this, but it does happen. All of us get nocturnal erections. And this is why sleep is important. This is why if you're really sleep deprived, your libido may not even be there. This is why after a good night's rest, you may feel more pleasure the next day overall, not just sexual pleasure. And so get comfortable with that anatomy, right? The vaginal opening, the outer lips, and if you follow the inner lips all the way up, you're going to meet the clitoris. So that's another way to find the clitoris. It's important to understand the relationship between the clitoris, the vaginal opening, and even the pee hole known as the urethra, because they can all contribute to sexual satisfaction. There are things like squirting. Obviously, there are things like orgasms, lubrication. The pelvic floor muscles actually contract during arousal to help keep the blood engorged inside of the clitoris. And when that blood gets to be engorged in the clitoris and in the walls of the vagina, the more blood that gets engorged and sort of stuck in these parts. So it's all this blood filling up in the vaginal walls, in the clitoris, in the uterus, in all these regions, there's more blood filling and filling because the brain is telling the body to send more blood there because there's a need for that right? There's sex happening. It's dynamic. There is movement. There is going to be a possible orgasm. And so we need more blood for those things, but we also need it for more arousal. So the more blood engorgement is going to actually help our nerves to be more sensitive to actually contribute to that orgasm. And so the pelvic floor muscles, this is why it's important for those pelvic floor muscles to actually be healthy and to be able to contract and relax well, because they are contracting and relaxing, contracting and relaxing to push blood to the clitoris and keep it in there. And then when engorgement reaches a certain level, right, there's so much blood in the clitoris, there's so much stimulation happening that is actually arousing us, then this leads to a release of the blood, from the clitoris and pelvic floor muscles are contracting rhythmically almost like a fast flickering of the lights where this is the pelvic floor contracting squeeze release squeeze release squeeze release and this can be extremely pleasurable extremely pleasurable to the point of feeling a natural high right you can feel more bonded to your partner you can feel just happy go lucky your pelvic floor muscles may be throbbing like contracting during this orgasm you may be sort of shaking a bit you may even let out some noise. This is all normal, right? So a pelvic floor muscle group that is more tense, if it's weak, right? If the pelvic floor muscles are really weak, the pelvic floor muscles are holding a lot of pain. It could all contribute to difficulty with arousal and difficulty with pain-free sex and difficulty with orgasming. So get used to looking at your anatomy because you can see and appreciate the places that hold pleasure. And on the next episode, I'm going to talk about the clitoral anatomy. We're going to talk about just the clitoris because the, the little knob that you see is only the tip of the iceberg. And I want to go a little bit deeper because if you stimulate other parts of the clitoris, you can actually get arousal from that. You can get satisfaction from that. You can even orgasm from stimulating the clitoris internally through the vagina. And so we're, let's talk about that on the next episode. All right. I'll see you next Monday as we talk about the clitoral anatomy. All right. Thanks for tuning in. And I can't wait for y'all to leave me that five star Raven review. Send this podcast to someone, you know, someone who you think will enjoy it. And I'll see y'all again next Monday. Bye.